It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, of course, as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper. How are we doing on this fine Tuesday? It's a Tuesday, bro. That's true. But uh, not quite to the middle of the week. Not to the end of it. So. It's definitely not to the end of it. But it is the Tuesday after a pay-per-view. This is very true, which makes things much better because we have the recap for the Royal Rumble for you guys. So mm-hmm. this will be fun. Let's do this. All right. So let's kick it off. The match start on the match card started off with the men's Royal Rumble right off the bat. But before the match even began, the surprises had already begun as Pat McAfee made his return to commentary, delightfully shocking Michael Cole and of course Corey Graves. Not delightfully shocking him, unfortunately. He was not quite thrilled with that. Fight night, though, would kick off as the men's Royal Rumble Intercontinental Champion Gunther and his fierce rival Sheamus entered as the number one and two combatants, respectfully. Not long after Sheamus scored the first elimination by a bro kicking the Miz, number three, into the match, into oblivion, he informed or he had formed a match long alliance with his good friend Drew McIntyre, the Scottish warrior, who entered at number nine. McIntyre would get payback on Karrion Cross, but who entered at seven by eliminating him. Though Kofi Kingston, who entered four, known for spectacular saves, took a nasty tumble as Gunther threw him out. Uh, business picked up when Brock Lesnar entered at 12 and rumbled his way to the ring, eliminating Santos Escobar, who entered at 10. 
Angelo Dawkins at 11, and Chad Gable at number 8 in quick succession. Bobby Lashley would enter at 13, immediately made an impact of his own attacking Lesnar, sparing Sheamus before eliminating the Beast and bringing the WWE Universe to a fever pitch. Yes! An infuriated Lesnar destroyed the announce table with steel steps before uh, F5-ing Baron Corbin, number 14, as Corbin was trying to enter the match. Moments later, the 2019 Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble winner, Seth Frickin' Rollins, and 15 immediately made an impact by tossing Corbin in the ring and then out before eliminating Lashley. Rey Mysterio at number 17 was supposed to enter but never came out. Dominic Mysterio at number 18 followed by holding his father's mask, perhaps revealing what happened to his father. Dominic received backup from Finn Balor at 20 as they threw Gargano out. Uh, at number 21, Booker T shocked the WWE Universe by entering his ninth Royal Rumbler, Rumble. Entering a, or delivering a book in in a massive spinneroony before being eliminated by Gunther. With Damian Priest entering at 22, the de- Judgment Day was at full force, eliminating Montez Ford, who came in at 23. Their momentum was stopped, though, when Edge, number 24, made his return, disposing Balor and Priest. But Judgment Day got the last laugh when Priest and Balor helped Dominic eliminate the rated R superstar. Edge continued his assault on Judgment Day until Rhea Ripley blindsided Edwards with clothesline. But Beth Phoenix turned, uh, returned to obliterate the Nightmare with a massive spear. The ring soon filled with Giants when Almost number 26, entered and then followed by Strowman at 27. Battered against each other until Strowman managed to eliminate the Nigerian Giant. Although they tried to save each other throughout the night, McIntyre and Chambers were eventually eliminated by Gunther. Rounding out the field with a pair of superstars returning from injury, Logan Paul at number 29, appearing in his first Royal Rumble match. And Cody Rhodes entering at number 30, who most uh, recently defeated Seth Rick and Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match while competing with a gruesome pectoral injury. Rhodes made good on his return, tossing out Dominic and Strowman. In an electrifying moment, Paul and Ricochet, who entered at 28, stood across the apron and trash-talked each other before each of them launched themselves into the op- uh, opposite top ropes and crashed into each other full force mid-air. When the match, <laughs> with the match down to Rhodes... Uh, Paul, Gunther, and Rollins. The ring general broke Rey Mysterio's record for longest time spent in a traditional Royal Rumble match, lasting more than 70 minutes. As Rhodes and Rollins were trading blows, Paul snuck in um, snuck in back to eliminate Rollins. Uh, Rhodes, however, ended Paul's night by getting rid of the brash superstar. With the last two competitors having entered at number 1 and 30, respectfully, Gunther and Rhodes battled for the ultimate glory for almost another 10 minutes. Rhodes paid homage by trapping Gunther in the ropes and hitting him with a kick below the belt, but Gunther fought back with a massive dropkick and a powerbomb. After an earth-shattering crossroads, Rhodes realized his dream of, uh, realized his dream by closing Gunther over the top rope during his first Royal Rumble match and much to the light of the WWE Universe. Cooper, your thoughts? Dude, so many thoughts. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This match was nuts. There's so much going on with it. It's hard to keep up at times. And uh, it was. But uh, uh, from what we heard, the whole thing with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. He, you know, actually suffered an injury before the Royal Rumble that Friday night against Karrion Cross, right. and was not able to actually compete. So uh, I also learned just recently that the rules with the with the um. Royal Rumble is, is a lot of people, there's speculation that, that Rey Mysterio's, you know, he's still in the Rumble. He was never eliminated. Mm-hmm. 
but there's a rule with the Royal Rumble that states that if um, if you do not come out within the time of your of the next person coming out, uh-huh. you're automatically disqualified. All right. So, and that was something that happened, I guess, with the Macho Man back in the day. And uh, he was supposed to come in at like 18 or something. Uh-huh. And uh, didn't come in and... They, they disqualified him and just went on with the, the match. So, and that's pretty much how they took care of that with, with uh, Rey Mysterio. So, right. But, I mean, it makes it interesting, too, that they had Dom come out wearing his mask and then taking it off and tearing at it or whatever. It makes you think, you know, hey, are they setting this up? Because that was the original plan with it, was they were going to face off at the Rumble and... Right, set up for their you know WrestleMania moment. So, uh-huh. but uh, and then that whole thing with Edge and Judgment Day was was pretty cool. It was, yes, it was. I enjoyed that. Um, and I like the fact that Beth Phoenix came out and and protected her man, the great couple. Right. <laughs> and then uh, let's see here. I mean, I mean, I guess the only thing they're that a lot of people are saying, and I kind of agree with it, is that the men's Royal Rumble mm-hmm. was kind of not as good as the women's Royal Rumble. And I agree with that to a degree, because you know why? Mm. There wasn't many surprise appearances. We got Booker T. Yeah. But did we get anybody good? Besides Booker T, I mean. Well, I mean, there are Logan Paul fans. We got yeah, it. We got to admit, they're, they're Paul, whatever. Dude. Well, we also didn't think he was gonna be there either. No one had any idea. I mean, I get it. He's an athlete, dude, and I mean, he's good at anything. I guess the guy puts his mind to. So yeah, I mean, you got to give him that. He's quite the athlete and entrepreneur, and I mean, I'll give it to him, dude. But uh, I, I think it was funny that. Uh, you know, after the the uh, Royal Rumble, they had Cody Rhodes on his podcast. Yeah. And they were talking about how, you know, he eliminated him. Right. So, it was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, man, it was it was just predictable. I mean, it, to, to me, there wasn't too many exciting moments. I do think that, you know, a lot of people, oh, man. They should have put Cody in, you know, sooner. They should have done this. They should have done that. You know, we knew Cody was coming back. Why'd they have to put him in at 30? Hey, he almost lasted 10 minutes with Gunther. And one. Yeah. You got to give it to him. And not only that, but Gunther took it to his chest, dude. Yeah, he did. He, his he chest did was that lit up, dude. It was, oh. Yeah. I felt bad, but I thought that was all said done. I was like, dude. But Gunther, man, that dude's got endurance for days, man. Right. Happened to be in that fracas from the beginning and going well over an hour. And not only that, but eliminating people. Not just sitting back. Not just, you know. Yeah, he wasn't go- diving out of the bottom of the ropes and then going and hiding No, somewhere. he was just, he, he was, <clears throat> was all in with it, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. It was insane. Uh, the only, th- I would have liked the they kept Rhodes as a comeback a secret. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been a better pop. Um, him coming in at 30, 
what once you once you went through one through twenty nine and you hadn't seen Rhodes, you knew he was thirty then. Yeah. It's different if you didn't know he was gonna be there, and then you're like, Well, who's gonna be thirty? And then you hear his music hit, Oh shit, it's Cody. That would have made it To be honest, better. like I don't get why they thought that they had to they had to show all that stuff with the surgery and all that. Mm-hmm. Do that afterwards. Right. I don't I don't get why they had to build him up to come to the Rumble. It's like, dude, like you, like you said, if if he was number 30 and nobody knew he was coming, it would have been... Right, it would have been... The blown. roof would have blown off. Yeah, they would have blown the Alamo Dome roof off. Uh, that was So that was my, um, my thing about that one. Uh, I was kind of a little... I was happy to see McAfee. I was just a little disappointed he didn't at least compete for a little bit. Yeah, right. I, I was like, when his music hit, I was like, number one is Barry McAfee. I figured he'd be eliminated. And he goes right over to the commentaries. And I was like, oh, come on. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even mind if, like, Ray doesn't come out at 18 and then McAfee just takes over for Ray at yeah, that spot. Right. Maybe eliminates one guy, gets thrown back out, and then goes back to the commentary table. You just be like, well, I was in it. <laughs> way you I was in it, it, baby. I eliminated somebody. So, I mean... It would that would have been cool, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was, at times it was kind of boring. The Ricochet Logan thing kind of got your excitement back up for the match. Yeah, but then at the same time you're looking at it going, that's cool, but why the hell did you guys do that shit? Like, you knew you were gonna just, it's like you know it's a train wreck, right. and there's no stopping it. Just like, okay. Well, I mean, it's like, it's kind of a different take on when you see, like, two guys are sitting across from the ring, inside the ring, and they just run at each other and clothesline each other, knock each other down. Yeah. So to have high flyers do that it was makes crazy, it more dude. crazy. So it makes it more fun and entertaining. And it, it was kind of at a dull lull in the match, so it kind of brought the crowd back into it, I think, to help kind of carry momentum forward through the rest of the match. Completely agree. Uh, but, yeah, Gunther lasting that long is insatiably unbelievable and then cody of course winning it it just seemed to be kind of destiny at that point but at the same time the only thing that i was really disappointed in was we didn't see randy orton come back yeah we didn't see riddle to at least have one of them guys come back would have been cool yeah yeah i mean it was it was a little off i was even surprised like mvp didn't hop in because he's from texas yeah since it was in texas I kind of thought, well, he's from Texas. Why not have MVP hop in real quick? Right. I mean, we knew, we all knew MVP wasn't going to win it, of course. But, I mean, just to get MVP going, you know, a little pop for him. Since he's from Texas, I mean, but, you know. I mean, I me. guess the most, what they did with it really is, is bring NXT people in and give them their shot mm-hmm. at the Rumble, which is cool and everything, but. I'm always so excited to see who's gonna show up, what's gonna happen. Cause to me it was to me it was a little lackluster in that right because yeah. I'm always excited for the rumble, but this one, I don't know. I was kind of getting tired of it by the end of it. Yeah, I I, I agree with that one, but I mean it it, it worked out and uh, we got kind of what we expected as it was anyways. So, I mean, that helps, I guess. Yeah. So, all right, next match was the pitch black match that featured Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. The match, of course, sponsored by Mountain Dew. We don't want to forget that because 
We're not getting in trouble with Mountain Dew for not saying anything about Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain, Mountain Dew! Dew! Dew the Dew in the dark, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. So the first ever Mountain Dew, uh, Mountain Dew pitch black match proved to be bizarre but captivating battle. That was also the first match for Bray Wyatt since his return. With the arena darkened, L.A. Knight and Wyatt took uh, took it to each other. The ringside area lit up in a glow-in-the-dark colors. Uh, Knight quickly brought the fight to Wyatt, jumping onto his adversary and crashing through an announce table. With no disqualifications in play, Wyatt took out a toolbox while Knight tried to incapacitate Wyatt with a kendo stick. The we- uh, weapon assault was to no avail as uh, Wyatt connected with Sister Abigail to win his return match. After the match, Wyatt continued to stalk Knight, who frankly attempted to fight him off with a kendo stick, only for Wyatt to put him through, uh, put him down with a mandible claw. Uncle Howdy then appeared and made a jaw-dropping, jaw-dropping jump off the scaffold and onto Knight before fire engulfed the surrounding area. Cooper, your thoughts? To me, I didn't like it. I didn't like it either, to be honest. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Um... I, I wanted to see Bray Wyatt back. Yes. Mm-hmm. We went, what was it, almost two months of this build-up. Right. And not much of anything different, dude. Uh-uh. This is not something that I wanted to see. It's like you're telling me that Bray Wyatt has peaked. Has he peaked? Mm-hmm. I mean, because... You know, you want us to believe he's the next dead, dead man. You want us to believe that he's, you know, why does he got, dead man didn't need all the black lights, didn't need all the crazy face paint or masks or any of that. Neither does Bray Wyatt, dude. When Bray Wyatt really wants to cut a promo, he will make that whole crowd listen. Right. But here lately, this is not the return I thought I was going to get. True. So, I... I'm sorry, but I didn't like it. And I don't like this whole stringing everybody along, trying to find out who the Wyatt Six is going to be. Um, this whole thing with, with Alexa Bliss, it's, it's just weird, dude. But, you know, it is what it is. He's back, and maybe maybe they'll do something different now. But I don't care for all the lights. and the. I mean, it was, it was kind of okay. It was kind of cool, but not, not really. It just, I don't know. Yeah, um, you know when they when he put the mask on, then all of a sudden he became indestructible. L.A. Knight was the one that really carried this rivalry. Right. I mean, everywhere from the promos to acting like he's not even scared of him. L.A. Knight is gonna be somebody big, dude. You just give him some time. He's gonna be in the in the title hunt somewhere he'll be in the intercontinental or he'll be which really i think that's where he should start his intercontinental or u.s title but yeah um he's gonna be he's gonna be somebody big because he he can actually talk on that mic he's a he could be a good bad guy yeah he can be just uh oh i just thought of someone else who i was surprised and wasn't in the men's um either that has kind of fallen way to the wayside um, since he left Corbin Moss. On Madcap? Yeah. Yeah. Moss has been like nothing. Yeah, man. Madcap's kind of falling off the radar, dude. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to go back. That, but is, that is strange. I, I, but yeah. I mean, this whole match, like, it just, it didn't work for me to begin with. The Going into this pitch darkness, so to speak, with, 
you know, they uh, the glow in the dark colorations and all that. It, it's just like you 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 tried way too hard in this match. Well, not only that, but then they they tried to keep it so secret on what it was going to be, like it was going to be something awe inspiring, right? And I was just like, even the commentary team had like. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to go on. It's like, you guys threw a bunch of black lights out there and said, go wrestle. Yeah, you basically just said, this is a no-holds match in dark, in the dark. And with black lights. Yeah. That's it. With black lighting. That's it. That's all you did. It's like, okay. Cool, I guess. I don't know. It it, it was odd. For being his return, I think they... Drop the ball. They dropped the ball, and I don't know how they're going to come back from it, but we'll see what happens, dude. You know they're going to still push him. I know. And they're going to they're gonna still. they got to give but him I'm matches. starting to get to the point, too, where I'm like, yay, Bray Wyatt's back. And then I was like, that's the match we got, and we still don't know this Uncle Howdy character. Right. There's just too many questions still, and I don't I don't really care for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the Raw Women's title match that featured Bianca Belair defending her title against Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. After months of unstable Alexa attempting to find her footing while dealing with constant appearances by Uncle Howdy, uh, Bianca Belair had her work cut out for her when defending the Raw Women's Championship. Bliss started out strong using Belair's hair against her in an electric opening sequence that kept the EST down. Belair showcased, though, her agility, hitting Bliss with a moonsault before attempting a KOD. Bliss, though, would evade it, evade the deadly maneuver and connected with a DDT. Bliss stayed aggressive until she leveled a massive KOD as Belair kept her reign intact. After the match, Uncle Howdy mocked Bliss from the Titantron, asking, Do you feel in charge? Cooper, your thoughts on the match? Uh, the match was a little lightluster for me. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, and I, I'm going to be completely brutally honest I don't really care for Bianca Belair as the Raw Women's Champion yeah I can see that uh, it's not that she's not cool or has charisma or anything like that it's just she's she's so nice that it's hard to take her serious when she's like I'm gonna go in there and beat your ass you know what I mean it's like for me it's like they should have kept her this badass, like, I don't give a shit, I'm gonna kick your ass type character. Yeah. But they've, they've kind of transitioned her into the more fem- feminine, you know, I mean, I get it, she can be built and be fem- feminine too, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, I just don't care for it, and I don't think that... You, you would like to see her more of a heel than a face. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, I feel like people, they, like, eat her up, and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, like, I know she's athletic, and Mm -hmm. she's, she's, but to me, she's, she's still green. To me, I don't think, honestly, to me, honestly, she's really never truly recovered fully from when Becky Lynch returned and finished her in five seconds. Yeah. That kind of brought her way down. And I don't think she's fully recovered. Now, granted, she has, she's beaten Becky. She got regained the title and all that fun stuff and even had a good rivalry that ended in SummerSlam that we attended this last year. But at the same time, it just it still didn't like she didn't seem like she was even on Becky's level. 
or anybody's level, that's really a long-standing right. And then, you know, we're going to come to find out here after we talk about this, what happened on Monday night. She's not even being the one challenged for the by the number one contender that just won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I they're mean, going. They're going after Charlotte. To me, I think that she's just not. She's not. Ah, uh, it just sucks because like like when they gave Liv Liv Morgan the title, I thought for sure she was gonna drop it quick, dude. I thought for sure because I like she's she's too green for that. I mean, yeah, she's. She's getting better. Yeah. But sometimes that's the same way with Bianca, dude. She's 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 athletic. She's good, but to me, I don't I don't see an unstoppable force. I don't see somebody that that can get in that ring and take on all oncomers and and just keep the title like that. Or at least in the opposite way, so diabolical they can do anything to keep the title. Yeah. And I'm like always thinking your hair is just. It's too much. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest because I her mean they, they use it as like a, they use it as a weapon against her half the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it was basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's as much maybe, as a maybe I'm a little a judgmental hope. on it, but I just don't care for the way she. Yeah, I, I'd like to see somebody else's champion. I, I'm actually surprised yet we haven't really seen Bailey get it. I was, you know, I was looking forward to Bailey. I was looking forward to, to Becky. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, somebody else is... It's not saying that I don't respect Bianca. I just don't think she's she's that... She, she was even ready for it when she got it, so... Right. All right, so let's move on to the Women's Royal Rumble. Entering at number one, Rhea Ripley had her night start as a nightmare after being speared by Beth Phoenix earlier in the evening. Ripley had to contend with Liv Morgan, who entered at two, who had volunteered to start the match the past couple of weeks. Dana Brooke entered at number three, Natalia 11, Tamina at 19, and Morgan uh, broke the record for most Rumble appearances with six, while Emma, number four, made her first appearance at the Royal Rumble despite being a pioneer of the women's evolution. I think that's supposed to be revolution, not evolution. That's a mess up on WWE.com. <laughs> Uh, B-Fab, number seven, made her first appearance, but had the dubious honor of being the first woman eliminated from the match. Bailey, who entered at six, Dakota Sky at nine, and Io Sky at ten, dominated as damage control would eliminate Brooke, Emma, NXT Women's Champion Roxanne Perez, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Candice LeRae. Uh, Perez entered at eight, Natalia eleven, Shayna was in at five, and LeRae was at twelve. Sorry, I forgot to put in their numbers. NXT had quite the presence with not only Perez, but Zoe Stark, who entered at 13, Indy Hartwell at 26, making their Royal Rumble debuts. The man, Becky Lynch, entered at number 15, trying to take out damage control, but the trio would overwhelm her and hurled her over the announced table. Asuka entered at 17, and Piper Nevin at 18, both showed off new looks, as uh, with Asuka returning to a deafening ovation and eliminating Tegan Knox, who entered at 16. Chelsea Green entered at 20, uh, continued a parade of returnees, but was eliminated in brutal and quick finish uh, fashion Sorry, by Ripley. After being tossed by Ripley, Green broke the record for Superstar Eliminated, the fastest in the Women's Royal Rumble. Lynch soon made her way back uh, back into the ring, eliminating Kai and Sky before Bailey had the final laugh, tossing the man. Morgan, however, stunned Bailey by immediately throwing her over the top rope as well. Lynch and Damage Control then brawled their way to the backstage area. 
Selena Vega entered at 21, dressed as Jury from Street Fighter, and eliminated Zia Lee at number 14. Michelle McCool at number 25 entered the Royal Rumble in unique fashion, coming into the match from the front row. McCool dominated early, hitting Vega with a fair, uh, faith breaker and tossing Tamita number 19. Rounding out the field was Nikki Cross at 29, and a return of, of surprises, Nia Jax at 30, the latter of whom stopped all the other women in their tracks. Jax had a bullseye from her from the get on her from the get-go, with the other competitors getting up to try to eliminate her, but she was able to shake them. Uh, Ripley then took a piece of Jax, uh, Jackson in all-out rage, dropping her with a riptide before the 11, other 11 superstars eliminated Jax from the Rumble. As the field thinned, Nevin was eliminated by Raquel Rodriguez, who entered at 22, while Morgan and Ripley broke the record for the longest time in the ring. Uh, Ripley continued her dominance by ejecting Rodriguez, and Morgan dumped Cross, leaving the three finalists as Asuka, Ripley, and Morgan. With everyone having gone over the top rope onto the apron, Asuka attempted to hit Ripley with a green miss, but instead blinded Morgan when Ripley ducked. Second la seconds later, Ripley got rid of Asuka. Morgan, blinded with the miss, kept the attack and almost eliminated Ripley. Ripley, however, would flip Morgan, a uh, blind Morgan, off the apron with a devastating hit scissors takedown to win the record-setting Royal Rumble. Cooper, your thoughts? Crazy, dude. That was a crazy finish. The Rhea Ripley went from one all the way through, dude. And like we said with Gunther, she didn't just sit back. She didn't just pick her spot. She she fought her way through it. And there's no one that could take that away from her. So, especially with the way she was attacked before the match, even though, you know, that's kind of her fault. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, still, to go from one, I mean, I don't care who you are, you, you get hit, even if it kind of was a bit of a botched spear, you're getting yeah. hit, and then you got a freaking battle for an hour, 29, and literally, she had to face 29 other women. Yeah. Because she went from one to, that's why I have a hard time with, like, how can you say you battle 29 other people, like, when you came in at 30, and there was only, like, maybe five left? Yeah. It's like, you didn't face 29 other people. No. But when you're you one, have more, you have more of an advantage at thirty than you do at one. That's right. So when you're, a, and I almost saw, I almost, I almost think it was almost a botched win for Liv Morgan, because I don't, th I think Rhea actually slipped when she caught, grabbed, managed to grab that top rope and hang on for dear life. It looked like it caught her off guard that she slipped, because then she grabbed the rope as quickly as she could. I don't think it was a, I don't, I think that almost ended up being a botched win for Morgan. And Ripley just managed to save her own ass yeah. and then pulled off that ridiculous head scissor um, takedown, which was impressive to say the least because you gotta you got to swing up and to grab with your legs and then pull back down. It's insane. That's insane. I mean, just... Ripley, Ripley's impressive, and that was absolutely impressive. Finally getting her spot, dude. This is so cool. I'm excited for it. And, you know, I mean... And they didn't fuck up. They didn't screw it up. On Monday night, the following night, when she announced she was going to face Charlotte. And I went, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> don't do... Don't fuck up Rhea now. <laughs> don't let her win this. And then you go, I'm going to go after the NXT champion. Yeah, that <laughs> shit is just dumb, dude. Yeah. And But, the, see, that's... That, and, again, that's my point. She'd rather face Charlotte than Bianca. That just... That says something right there. 
that does say something right there. And what what irritates me about it is like whether you like Charlotte or not. <laughs> I don't really care for Charlotte, but she's she is who she is, and she's athletic and and it's um, gonna be a hell of a match. It's gonna be a good match, man. Hell of a match. They had a good. They did have a good match when they fought uh, inside the um, Fandom or no, it was before the Fandom even started. At the WrestleMania, when uh, Charlotte chose her for that match, fandom. Yeah, when the when WrestleMania, when we were supposed to go to that WrestleMania, and oh, then they yeah. they didn't do it, so they went inside the like the Thunderdome thing. Oh yeah, there was the yeah the Thunderdome, but they didn't even have the fans yet. Yeah, even the the boards for the fans. So yeah, it was weird, man. But anyways, but so it, I mean, so, and that was a good match. So this is going to be a good match uh, because they're both powerhouse women. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, we and we had some good surprises. You know, it was cool to see Michelle McCool hop in there and wrestle for a little bit. She she looked like she still got it a little bit. You yeah. know, knocked some ring rust off and got, it, got a little of the hands dirty. It was cool, man. And then like seeing Nia Jax, dude, I had no I had no idea she was coming back. Yeah, of course, then the memes hit. The Samoan we wanted. The Rock, the Samoan we got, Nia Jax. (laughs) Oh, whatever, dude. I I get tired of fans being so freaking critical sometimes. Yeah, right? It's like, whatever, dude. Y'all didn't even care for The Rock when The Rock was with the WWE the whole, all that time. And now all of a sudden he's a big movie star. Y'all want him back. Right. What about um, Piper Nevin returning? As, as rebranded from Drop. I, I like it. I like it. Um, it. It gets her away from that that silly name and just maybe people will take her more serious. Yeah, I think so. So in more of a powerhouse instead of a jobber maybe. Right. I mean, even though she's, she's big, she's, you know, I never really looked at her and said, well, this is going to be somebody, you know, the, the company's going to, Take and put a title on him because her, her name was Dewdrop. So right. I was like, that's dumb. And then they find out she she um, was pretty much Nijax's replacement. Yeah, that's basically and, what she was. And uh, it was just kind of like, you know, she was cheaper. So we kept her and got rid of Nia type thing. Yeah, basically, yeah. Kind of like went, what they did with, with uh, Strowman to freaking... Almost, almost, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we 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 all know. But the difference is, that, is, 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 she has more athletic ability than almost. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but almost is just a big dude. That's it. Right. Absolutely. I don't really see him. He doesn't really have any, like, athletic ability. I don't think he's a big guy. He he. I bet you he go. He works out big time. But I bet you the dude really just. He he, he's too big. He doesn't have enough finesse in anything he does. He reminds me a lot of the Great Collie. Yeah. Basically, just robotic. And the his only thing and I like that. about the Great Collie is the Great Collie went from being the Punjabi prison guy to, you know, the Punjabi, you know, like party house dude, and I like that better, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it's a little bit different because you know with the great Kali, they brought him in in a way where you were gonna be kind of scared of him. 
The way they brought Omos along, I don't even, he doesn't even scare me. I look at him and I think, okay, you were the henchman for freaking AJ Styles. Right. AJ's bodyguard, that's you, it. You were a freaking backstage security guard for the the pit fight thing they had going on there for a while. Right. Raw's pit fight or whatever it was. Yeah. It's just stupid, dude. I just... I don't like the way they brought him along, and maybe that's what it is for me. I just, like, I don't. And to me, he doesn't really have that athletic ability to... Because all he's going to do is take him to get hurt. Yeah. He's going to get hurt, and when he does, he ain't coming back. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Anyway, so, I mean, the the women's match was... Yeah, so, yeah. It was a lot better. Went off Um, kilter. We did. Sorry, uh, but it was. It, I think it was a lot better. Uh, we had a little bit more surprises, which was nice. Uh, we got. I think we got a lot better quality match overall with that one. And of course, you know the fact that we got that ending, the way it ended, was really cool. Yeah. Like I said, I still kind of feel like it was almost a botched ending because I don't. I think that even the slip caught Rhea off guard. It looked like on her, it caught her off guard that she slipped like that. Yeah. And so she kind of just went with it. <laughs> and then, you know, Morgan, of course, follows suit and what she needs to do to end it. So Yeah. But it was great. A great way to go. Uh, and see, that's what I'm saying about Morgan is, like, she's she's still kind of green, but she's she's learning. And she's she's actually had a meaner streak to her lately, which I kind of like. I dig it. Right. The slamming her head in the turnbuckle and shit. Just rah. It's like, oh, that's cool. Right. You know, you probably got whiplash and freaking a concussion, but good job. Right. I mean, hey, I mean, she made it from two to all the way to the end, so. Right, I mean, you got to give it to her, dude. I mean, she's she's a, she's like the the ultimate underdog. Yeah. I mean, because I saw that, and I saw her coming at two, and I'm like, you're the first one who has to face Rhea? I don't care if Rhea's hurt. That's good luck with that. And she survived, so I'm like, all right, I'll give you credit for that. Right. You didn't win, but... I'll give you credit. She does have she does have my respect, but she she to me around the the SummerSlam and all that when we went and seen everybody, I just I didn't think she and the way that match ended pissed me off. So I just like her versus Rhonda and how that ended, I was just like controversial fashion. So, all right, sir. So we're we're at the main event now. You ready? Let's do it. So the main event, of course, featured. A match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, the title defender, taking on the fighter, Kevin Owens. Or the prize fighter, I guess is what he's technically called, my bad. Heading into his undisputed WWE Universal Championship defense against this bitter rival, Kevin Owens. I don't know about bitter, but okay. Roman Reigns had exonerated the honorary oost, Sami Zayn, but said that Zayn had one final test to fully join the bloodline, which would happen here at the Royal Rumble. As the match was getting started, the WWE Universe in San Antonio made their voices heard, chanting Sammy Uso. <laughs> KO made it uh, good on his promise, though, to defeat Reigns or die trying. A heart-pounding splash from the apron onto Reigns to the ring, uh, ringside floor, followed up with another splash from the top rope, took the wind right out of Reigns. Reigns eventually would connect, though, with a Superman punch after his first attempt was countered. Uh, Reigns then spear uh, um, Reigns' spear attempt was also evaded though as KO uh, KO countered into a brutal Swanton bomb that nearly gave him the win. Owens nearly scored a win after hitting Reigns with a pop up power bomb, but
but WWE official Chad Patton was down on the ring, uh, down outside the ring after Owens had shoved, after Reigns had shoved Owens into him. Sorry. <clears throat> Reigns would take advantage by hitting Owens below the belt, then barked at Zayn to get a steel chair. Excuse me, but Zayn had some hesitation. Owens then stunned Reigns out of his boots with a uh, with Reigns barely escaping the pinfall. Owens kept on fighting, kicking out of another Superman punch and spear combo. Zayn pleaded with Owens to stay down as Reigns obliterated KO with a spear through a bar- through the barricade. Zayn then watched in horror as Reigns repeatedly drove KO's head into the steel steps. Owens tried to fight back, but Reigns connected with a third spear that ended KO's championship aspirations. After the match, the rest of the bloodline joined the ring, with the Usos connecting with a 1D on KO. Solo would hit a huge hip splash into Owens in the corner. Paul Heyman then brandished a pair of handcuffs, locking Owens uh, in the ropes and allowing the Usos to pummel him with super kick after super kick. Uh, as Reigns was about to hit a defenseless KO with a chair, uh, Zayn stopped Reigns, pleading with him that this was beneath the champion. Reigns then handed the chair to Zayn and demanded that he strike Owens with it, even slapping Zayn across the face several times. Zayn instead would use Zayn instead would use the chair to hit Reigns, seemingly ejecting himself upon uh, himself from the bloodline. As an enraged bloodline beat down Zayn, Sands a deeply conflicted and emotional Jay Uso who would then leave the ring and head back up the ramp in disgust. Cooper, your thoughts on how the night ended? Well, Roman Reigns is still the champion. Uh, we mm-hmm. knew he was going to win this match, no matter which way it went. But that was the biggest thing, was what was going to go on with Sammy and what was going to be this so-called final test. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I mean, I get it. I get it. You're pushing for the bloodline to break up. You're pushing for the the titles to be broken apart. So it makes it th- it makes things very interesting to see what's going to happen with this cuz you know the bloodline is has been a faction that pretty much compares to like it compares to the shield. I've got to say that, dude, because they hold all the titles. Yeah. And they've They've held the titles for a very long time, so this is this is new territory we're going into. Now, will Sami Zayn have an alliance with Jay, mm-hmm. or will Sami Zayn have an alliance with Kevin Owens? Will Jay try and take on the Tribal Chief for the top spot? Mm-hmm. Will Sami take on? The travel chief for the top spot. Yep. This is going to be very interesting to see, especially with Jay deciding that, hey, I'm not doing this shit. I'm out. And that's one of the things, one of the things he tweeted was, I'm out. And then something about run it back. So what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to go after Roman? Maybe. I mean, see what happens. We will see what happens. Main event, Jay Uso. Yeah. Right now, though, WWE, you have a Sami Zayn problem. That they do, dude. You went so far with this storyline. You have made Sami so over that you're going to have to figure out a way to squash it before WrestleMania. Which it sounds like from reports, and we'll discuss this more uh, next week, um, the reports about it. Because Cody (laughs) is... 
may be in line for that match, but the fans want Sammy. So what are you going to do, WWE? How are you going to rectify this? Because the fans want Sami Zayn in a match with Roman. The fans, even though they do love Cody's return and stuff, don't seem to give a shit now that Cody's the number one contender. They're going to want Sami Zayn to get retribution somehow, in some way. How are you going to rectify that? To be honest, dude, I don't see Sammy Sammy as the top guy. I don't either. That's the problem. I don't see Sammy as the top guy. I see they they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna squash this before you know before Mania. They're gonna have to. And uh, you know, I I do believe that Cody Rhodes is the top top contender, and I believe he's earned that right. And especially with how how he's his story's been. How about about how he left WWE? Yep. To make his way. Mm-hmm. To becoming the nightmare, yep, the American and, nightmare, yep. and to coming back, and to fulfill the legacy that his father couldn't. Yeah, I mean he's doing it for his family. He's doing it for his bloodline. Yes. So, this is going to be very interesting. But yes, we have to get Sammy out of the way first. Yeah. Because because you're just gonna ruin WrestleMania if we don't. Absolutely, because the WWE universe, the majority of it, is full on Sami Zayn mania right now. Yeah, you got to figure a way to end that first. Because if you don't, I'm gonna laugh if they still chant Sami Uso, especially around around Roman. Oh God, that's gonna yeah. I can't almost. I almost need to tune into Friday Night SmackDown just to see what happens. Because you know he's gonna get so pissed. Oh, absolutely. He's it's gonna, gonna be, be fuming. It's gonna be insane. Um, and that's the other thing too. Because not only do you have that, but now you have the crack in the foundation, the huge crack in the foundation. Whether you like it or not, that's a huge crack. Losing Jay. Yeah. That's a huge crack. Because remember. All this started because Jay didn't want to do this. And Jimmy kept coming at him and coming at him and saying, Come on, man, let's just let's just do it. This is just easier this way. Let's just do it. Fall in line. Fall in line. No, I can be I can be main and main no, event yeah. Jay and what and everything else. And he even challenged Roman. Not only that, but then you got their little brother Solo involved with it all now. Oh. So it really is a Bloodline problem because yeah. you got brothers, dude, and I and you and I both know as brothers, mm-hmm. we'll go to bat for each other all day long. Yep, and this this opens up the possibilities. Though, what's Solo gonna do? Yeah, what's Jimmy gonna do? What's Jay gonna do? What if they all decide we're turning on Robin? Yeah. I because mean, I mean, Roman really treats everybody like they're beneath. They do. So he does. yeah, that's true. I mean, the I get it. T- it's the storyline, but it's so interesting. It's gonna be like, kind of like what's gonna go on. That's that's why, like I told you lately, I've been watching more of SmackDown than I have Raw. Yeah. Because to me, it's been more interesting. That that bloodline storyline is just it's. It's on point. The problem with it is it's so on point that it doesn't matter what you do with it, mm-hmm. you're going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm afraid to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, it's finally to the boiling point where now it might just blow up in their face. Yeah. Because it kind of already has. Because they overshot Sami Zayn. And the problem with it is now, too, you can't... uh, The way they push things, Mm -hmm. you can't have a, a, a faction like DX... Or a faction like the NWO, or a faction like, like you know, the Shield. That they could just bring it back, and the fans would be happy. Nowadays, WWE, when you want to shut something down, you kill it. Mm. I'm telling you right now, don't kill the bloodline. But we're gonna watch it. It's gonna get killed. Yeah. This sucks. It sucks. And it's probably not gonna be the way we thought it was going to be. Nope. Because we're. I, Looking really nope, hard. because we're the not Rock getting the Rock. isn't even going to be involved with any of it. Yeah. That would have been the way to kill it, honestly. If you were going to kill it, it needed to be the Rock that killed it. Yep. It would have made more sense. But anyways, I digress. But man, so, yeah, WWE, you have a Sami Zayn problem, and you better figure it out before Mania. Because if you don't, you're going to have a pissed off fan base at WrestleMania in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm glad I'm not creative right now WWE. Because I'd be the one going, look what you all freaking did, you dumbasses. You made a monster and then you try and kill it. <laughs> Man, this is going to be bad, dude. Yeah. Bad news right now. Absolutely. All right, man. So that will do it for uh, Wrestling Talk. It was a great one. Um, it was a really good pay-per-view overall. I think my biggest disappointment, honestly, for me, no Randy Orton, and then McAfee not wrestling. I wanted to see McAfee. Yeah. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad Pat's back. I'm going to tell you my biggest disappointment of the night. Okay. Four hours of wrestling, bro. <laughs> On the East Coast. Four and a half hours, actually. We On didn't get done until 12.30. It is not fun, especially when you're a dude in your you know, mid-30s. And you're getting to the point where it's like, okay, I, I, I know why my parents used to go to bed at a certain age, dude. Because yeah. I'm getting to that point in life now. If it gets too late, I get too tired to be doing stuff. And boy, about that, about that 10, 30, 11 o'clock mark, I was like, all right, are we done yet? And right. then it went another hour, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I think... I think- I think this is where I, I I think that you're right in this aspect because you believe it's the number two pay per view after WrestleMania, of course. Yeah. Or you know I I feel SmackDown is, but this is you where I feel you're right. Yeah, I mean SummerSlam, not SmackDown. Right. <laughs> I meant SummerSlam. <laughs> where I think SummerSlam is, but this is where I'm going to say that you make the best point. Rumble is getting so big now. After that, you almost need to split it into two nights, two nights. Like, like Mania is now. Yep, two nights. And then that way, that way too, you can have the Rumbles matches. On separate nights. Separate nights as the main events. Yep. Booyah. So that's where I'll agree with you and probably will make it officially the number two is if they decide to split it into two nights. That would make the most sense. Because that was... Because that was a marathon. I don't even know how they handled it for four fucking hours. That's insane. Like, and they only got, like, what was it, like a, a 15-minute in- intermission where where it would do cut, cut to cut scenes. And, I mean, at some point, 
as a commentator, somebody that works on camera or something, y'all got to go to the bathroom. You got to do something, right? Yeah, you barely had any cutaway time. You had, what was it, the seven minute, a little over seven minutes, maybe ten officially, with the stupid song from Hardy that I didn't even know who yeah, that, that, that was. was. That was just and that song redneck was, retarded. Yeah. The redneck of country rock star Hardy. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is like a kid rock wannabe, dude. What yeah. the hell is this? I'm like, this dude sucks. And literally, he did. He wasn't that great. So, uh, and I, I, any fans out there, I'm sorry, but I don't know how you're a fan of that. That sucked completely. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just his promo leading into the show was pretty cool. It was cool, yeah. You know, he he's he got mic skills if he just wants to talk. He got mic skills too in the studio, but uh, live, no, <clears throat> that was just god awful. Anyways, so anyways, so so that whole night was just like, oh my god. So it, that I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear at some point in the next few years. I mean, it might not be next year, but if it's def, it should be definitely within the next five years. The Rumble will be the other pay per view that's a two nighter, because that's the only way that makes sense. Yeah, man. Because this is getting ridiculous, especially for the people that live on the on the East Coast. Uh-huh. We we gotta stay up later and watch that shit, dude. And I mean, thank you for putting it on Saturday yes, night so we don't have work you. the next morning at 7 a.m. I eight. do I do say I enjoy that they moved the pay-per-views to Saturday. Mm-hmm. That that works better for, for all of us, I think. It's just still just too long. Bro. Four hours. Holy crap. It's like it's like my kid, he goes he goes, Dad. He goes, I didn't, I didn't know you were watching the Rumble. I was like, I told you. I said, I, I said, if you want to come home with me, because you know, um, my niece had like a birthday party and right. they had a, a sleepover. And I said, well, you want to come home with me? And we'll watch the pay per view. I told you I was watching the Rumble. And he goes, he goes, well, can we watch it today? I said, no, I ain't watching that again. I was like, sorry, bro, sorry, little man. Four hours again? Nope. Nope, not again. <laughs> well, unless you like skip through the other matches. And skip just watch through the matches and the stupid little concert thing, man. I can't believe they put it in between the freaking, in between the Royal Rumble match, the Ro- women's and Royal the, Rumble, and, and, and then the and main then event. The main event. I'm like, I mean, I get trying to get them ready for it, and whatever. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I was like, I was thinking. Finally, we're on the last match, and then they, then they start bringing all the shit to the ring, and I'm like, no, <laughs> nope, no. You got about ten more minutes of bullshit. Like, damn it, dude. Yeah, like I don't know. It was insane. Um, it was crazy. So yeah, it was fun though. So that's where I think you're gonna be end up being right that they're gonna view Royal Rumble as the number two pay per view in that aspect. Yeah. Um, it's gonna have to be a two night two night event. Plus, here's what I like about that too: if you do it that way. You can have those years where you decide to go more than 30. So that way you can have more surprises, too. Right? I mean, come on, dude. Because then it's going to be easier that way. Because you got three. You can do three hours each night. Have that match be like an hour and a half. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, too. Because, I mean, they're still in the process of, of selling. So whoever they sell to, I hope they make this Royal Rumble thing a little bit easier on everybody. Because it was, it was uh, too long. Too yeah. long. 
you know, we understood when WrestleMania got to be four and a half hours. Yeah. Of course, we also lived on the West Coast then, too. Yeah, we're, you know. <laughs> so we were done at 10. Yeah. <laughs> after it started at 5. Yeah. Because <laughs> we watched the kickoff. We would watch the hour kickoff before. Yeah, man. So. You gotta watch it. You watch the whole damn thing, dude. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, when I put on the Royal Rumble and, and it was on the, the you know, the pre-show, uh, my wife's like, they're not wrestling yet? I was like, no, they do a pre-show first. Yeah. I was like, but nowadays they don't even wrestle on the pre-show. Not so. anymore. And there's no point in WrestleMania because they split it into two nights, so there's really no point in a pre-show. Right. So, and as we found out, they don't do it at SummerSlam either. <laughs> we're like, we're sitting there like, are you guys going to do anything before this thing kicks off? We're sitting here listening to music. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> anyway, so that, so uh, yeah, that does it for us for Wrestling Talk. We'll be back tomorrow with Football Talk. Crazy conference championship games. Yeah, man, it was it was fun, dude. We had a blowout, which didn't feel like a blowout, but was a blowout. Yep. And then we had a really tight fight between two, what looks like soon to be playoff rivals. Yep. Because this is their second straight year facing off in the AOC championship game, and uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, interesting to say the least. Um, and we'll uh, recap some off-season news um, that's happened in the NFL. Some coaching hirings happened today, so we'll talk about those tomorrow. Um, and uh, so a little bit of a surprise because Denver's been doing some weird things, and they finally got their coaching situation figured out. And uh, Colin ended up being wrong, <laughs> so we'll talk about that too because he was swearing up and down the coaching hire that they were going to get that they ended up getting was not going to be the coaching hire. Uh, when he went off the air, and about an hour later, it ended up being the coaching hire. So Interesting. Yeah, so we'll talk about uh, all that tomorrow. And then we promise Sports Talk is coming. We're going to do it. Eventually. We're going to do it. Because we got to do it live, too. It's the only reason why we haven't done it live, either, because we've got to do that one live. I guess, uh, you know, things just keep getting in the way, guys. It's, it's not that we don't want to. Um, life keeps happening and it's just, yeah, sometimes it's hard to just get it done. Get it done. Yeah, it's yeah. All right. So we'll be back again tomorrow with football talk and hopefully we'll get sports talk done this week too. But that'll do it for us here tonight. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone. This is big man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment 
action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 